Yo! Welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, pneumatic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Interesting news. Well, it's not like it's actually a follow-up because this news actually broke last year. This um this state representative from the great state of Arizona introduced a bill to make Bitcoin legal tender. Now we're going to get into all the intricacies of it. Beauty on how to tweet yesterday. We're going to cover it as well. We're going to get into all the information. And it's weird because it was this first broke about a year ago, but it looks like there was a follow up to it, which is actually pretty good news as well. Uh, other things we're going to cover on the news today as well is the concept of the Overton window. And I want to cover this because we played you a clip from Iron Ran yesterday about democracy, and then I know Opti brought it up. But the Overton window is important because remember, at the end of the day, it's not about a subsect of, you know, hardcore Bitcoiners, right? It's like we do want mass adoption, right? And sometimes, right, the there are certain things that, you know, so many matrix analogies here, right? There are certain things that just people are, are just not prepared to hear, right? So the Overton window must be moved slowly, <laughs> right? And one of the mistakes that I see people doing is they get into these political discussions, right? It's like, no, oh my God, you know, it's the left, it's the right, and it's this, and it's like, look, what we try to do at Simply Bitcoin, what we pride ourselves to do is we try to be inclusive of everybody, of everybody's ideas, everybody's ideologies because our number one mission is for people to adopt bitcoin right that's what we say all the time we try to stay as politically neutral as possible um as humanly possible but what we advocate for is the adoption of bitcoin and what we believe right is that you know you don't change bitcoin bitcoin changes you right and that's the mission right we just want people adopting bitcoin you fix the money you fix the world don't get caught up in the what we call the fiat political parties and the politics and whatever. It is literally a waste of time. Um, it's not a complete waste of time. Like obviously you should vote and you know get involved, but it's a very broken system, you know. And and we believe that in order to fix that system, it's really about the separation of money and state. That is the number one goal. So don't get caught up. Uh, with the you know traditional political discussions, it is literally a waste of time. Respect your fellow man, whatever that person's creed, you know, religion, color, you know, identity, whatever it is that they do. What is it? What does it matter to you? Leave them alone, and you know, and they should leave you alone as well, right? That's what we believe at Simply Bitcoin. We're also going to cover uh, the you know the continuing the continuing uh, uh, attack by the. You know, Love that I had a uh, Marty Bent uh, yesterday on on Simply Bitcoin IRL, and we got to chat. The uh, you know, let's go through all the descriptions of of these people, right? Uh, our uh, Opti's description is the high level parasites. I call them the mar uh, the monetary demons. Some people call them the unproductive class, right? Whatever it is you choose and how to define them, right? Uh, they're continuing to escalate, right? So what they're trying to hold on to, like we've covered many times on this show, is they're trying to hold on to their privilege of being able to create money for free that everyone else has to work for. And the idea that they can't 
control the money flows and they can't debase the currency is a very, very hard pill for them to swallow because that's been their standard operating procedure literally for decades. You can even make the argument centuries, right? Bitcoin is so unique. It is so special. Nothing has ever existed where the, the average man, the average Joe could put their money or their wealth, their time, their energy into something that can't be debased and can't be confiscated easily. And the, uh, the inevitability, like what that leads to is a shift in the balance of power, the power dynamics, uh, the relationship between the state and the individual kind of moves it a little bit, right? And of course, you know, it's just human nature to want to remain in control, want to remain in power, right? So I ask you guys um, not to, you know, because from our perception, right, a lot of these people are monetary demons, right? From their perception, they really believe they're doing what's best for this world, right? So see it from that, right? See it from the angle of, you know, I think it was American Hoddle that said it beautifully, that said it perfectly, right? No one is better than their incentives, right? We are very big believers in incentives, right? So if you are a central banker or if you're a politician who benefits from having, it's like this evil alliance between central bankers and politicians, right? If you benefit from being able to create money for free, right, to pay for endless wars, to pay for social programs, to make sure that you get elected, why would you, why would you want to give that up, right? And that's what this is about. What Bitcoiners are making the case for is no one deserves the power of the money printer. No one deserves that power, right? Money should have a cost to make, right? And in Bitcoin, that is equal, that is equitable, right? It doesn't matter whether you're the king, the emperor, the empress, right? There's a cost to make more Bitcoin. There's a cost to acquire more Bitcoin, right? And, and that in turn creates a better system, a system of which the incentives are aligned, a system of which everybody has an opportunity for prosperity. Everyone has an opportunity to save and hope for a better future. That is why I believe Bitcoin is absolutely beautiful. Anyways, Opti, how you doing, bro? How you doing today? Doing wonderful, bro. Uh, did doing great. I, I again, I, I ha, what what can I complain about? I, I I work in Bitcoin. I get to I get to make Bitcoin propaganda. I get to have conversations with my friend every single day. You know, I, I get to talk, and this is my life now. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm excited for this one because you you know you and I have this conversation in the background a lot of times that like we talk about this consistently. So I'm glad that we can do this on air for people so that they can also get the insights into, into why we do what we do and why we think what we think. And uh, kind of fittingly, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. I'm going to read my boy uh, Alex from Kaboom Racks article that he dropped on our Substack. Bitcoiners on strike. And I really think, I really think as Bitcoiners, you guys are going to like this, but also uh, you know, if if we can get the the normie shitcoiner out there to kind of think like we think and why we do what we do, 
I think uh, we're just going to continue spread this message. So again, this is the culture and this is, you know, this is how I believe and this is what I think. So I think you guys are going to like this article if you haven't read it yet. It's going to be a good one. And it and it meshes kind of perfectly with all the topics today. So this is going to be a good one. It's weird how that always happens, right? It's weird. It's like this unspoken, you know, unplanned synchronicity. We're on the same vibe. On the same we're on the same on the same energy, on the same tip. Anyways, everybody, let's get to the numbers. Let's do this. The Bitcoin numbers. Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. All right, everybody. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is twenty three thousand and five dollars. A sats per dollar is four thousand three hundred and forty seven. The block height seven hundred seventy three thousand seven hundred and thirty. Reachable Bitcoin nodes twelve thousand eight hundred seventy two. Blocks to the happening sixty six thousand two hundred and seventy. Having estimates April 24th, 2024, it's coming up. Total Lightning Network capacity, 5,260. Bitcoin capacity value, 121 million US dollars. And the realized monetary inflation. Guys, I know I read that number every single day and it moves ever so slowly. When we started covering that number is at 1.78%, right? It's moving ever so slowly. But the reason I read that number every day is to absolutely ridicule and highlight the scam that are fiat currencies. The market capitalization of Bitcoin is at $443 billion. Let's compare that realized monetary inflation to the U.S. dollar. U.S. dollar is at currently the last. If you if you are to believe the CPI and not the price of eggs at the grocery store, store it is at 6.5%. So even with the heavily skews, propagandized CPI number, Bitcoin is still murkin. Anyways, everybody. So um, get ready. We usually don't do hopium on Simply Bitcoin. Uh, we avoid it. Uh, but I really, I really like this thread. And maybe you guys will appreciate it. Maybe you guys will disagree with it. I, in fact, please tell me why you feel this is wrong. Let us know down in the comments. Anyways, this is a thread by Luke uh, Broyels. I hope I pronounced that correctly. If I didn't, I'm sorry, Luke. It says, uh, how much Bitcoin to get rich and fund your lifestyle? It says, how little Bitcoin to protect yourself against inevitable inflation, bank runs, and fiat demise? Are you too late to Bitcoin? What would a 1% allocation do? Let's run through the mind-blowing Bitcoin math. And it goes like kind of through the history. Um, and he says, how Finn predicted Bitcoin could become the global dominant payment system or $10 million per coin. We all remember that very, very famous, uh, you know, how uh, Finney post, which we've covered many times on the show, goes on to say Bitcoin would not surpass $1 until April 2011, over two full years later. So think about that, right? So, you know, it's Bitcoin's inception 2009, and it took a full two years for Bitcoin to reach a dollar. We're sitting pretty at $23,000 today. How could he have predicted this? What Halfini understood is that upon the invention of perfect money, all global wealth would inevitably consolidate into it. Ford, Tesla, and others also foresaw this. Closed monetary system inevitably absorbed all open product productivity systems. By the way, uh, they're not talking about the companies. They're talking about the, the people, right? They're talking about Henry Ford and uh, I forget Tesla's first name. 
please let me know Make in the laugh. comments. Thank, Make you, a thank laugh. you. Oh, I love Opti. Thank you, Opti. Money is the technology that prices everything else within its own ledger. There is no top price prediction for an in an immutable money uh, monetary standard of the human race. The standard is the price. So a better way to think of Bitcoin's value is not in prices, but in purchasing power. Overlaying a share of monetary stock within a given amount of productivity is a better way to put the money's value worth nothing than an than a finite ledger wealth inequality as we know it today does the reserve does the reverse as we expect first let's clarify entities we have 10 arbitrary groups loosely based on today's wide-ranging estimates of mega rich entities to those in poverty all people nations and companies are included in the approximate wealth ranking of wealth so for it says uh mega rich nations right there's one Entity 10, <clears throat> there's multi-billionaire slash, <clears throat> excuse me, smaller nations, there's 11. There's corporate mega corporations, right? We go through all the data. So second, we have to account for what is often attributed to Pareto's principle. The vast majority of productivity is created by the minority of people, and the vast majority of that productivity is created within the minority of that minority. So the ratio for Pareto's principle is 20% according to that principle, 20% um, is responsible for uh, the majority of the productivity um, versus the 80%. Third, we must account for the monetary stock to fill into our matrix. It is often said that there will only be 21 million Bitcoin. However, this is not true. Accounting for lost Bitcoin, there could easily be lower than 16 million Bitcoin. For the sake of simplicity, we will use this. When we loosely follow Pareto distribution, today's current rank distribution of entities, this is what we get. Fascinating results, of course. Sailor, MicroStrategy, the U.S. government, and a few select others are these 10 mega rich entities. This makes sense as today's Bitcoin rankings are similar in concept. The largest group have been shrinking in coin size as value of coins go up. As the value of the monetary unit increases, the average balance decreases and will continue to do so. So, right, and that was one of the narratives, right, is the wealth distribution of Bitcoin. And you would think... Right. Unlike a proof of stake system, right, where the rich get richer, our current financial system today, what we've seen over time and what the data has backed up is that the the I hate using these words, but I, I can't think of a, another terminology to describe this. The equality between the wealthiest and the poorest. Right. Actually, that equality actually levels out in Bitcoin as time progresses. And it makes sense. Right. You know, as very wealthy Bitcoiners, you know, eventually they're going to want to sell some of their stack to be able to pay for that lifestyle. Right. It makes sense. Right. Since the value of Bitcoin doesn't come from Bitcoin, but instead from its accurately reflecting prosperity gains, it is worth remembering the average middle class person of the future will be far wealthier. And this makes perfect sense. Right. Think about the average middle class person a um, 100 years ago versus the average middle class person today. Right the you know a air conditioning would have been considered a luxury a tv would have been considered a luxury a car would be considered a luxury think about how common those things are a cell phone would be considered a luxury back in the 90s everyone right you know has a cell phone these days an average person today is more prosperous than a 20th century billionaire i completely agree Therefore, if Bitcoin merely survives, as little as 800,000 sats could purchase a lifestyle in the future far more luxurious than an upper middle class lifestyle today. Sounds crazy, but prosperity increases exponentially over time. Bitcoin
Bitcoin per entity decreases over time. However, that's not all. There are only just over 2 million Bitcoin left on exchanges. There are just under 2 million left to be mined. Let's take a hyper bullish scenario and assume there are only 4 million Bitcoin to be distributed, not 16 million. If we do the math here, things only get more absurd. In this scenario, as little as $14.81 of Bitcoin today is as much as the average entity will be able to own in the future. 75,000 sats could be literally life-changing to a person in the future. And of course, we're going to put this down in the video description so you guys could check it out yourself. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely wanted to start out with some hopium during the numbers. We haven't done it in a while. But uh, I mean, dude, it absolutely like, look, whether that specific number is true or not, right? Like, because we have to play devil's advocate, right? Remember, that's too, hyper bullish. Remember how, how Finney did say $10 million per Bitcoin, right? Is how Finney said that. Um, if I told you in 2011, when Bitcoin barely broke a dollar, and then I think it fell back down to like 32 cents that 10 years later or 11 years later, Bitcoin would be at 23,000, you would literally say you're a maniac, right? So I think that, you know, and I think this is part of the human condition, right? And there's that famous saying, right? People overestimate what they could do in a year and they underestimate what they can do in 10 years, right? And I think that same concept applies to something like Bitcoin. And the fact is, Knut Svanholm says it best, right? 21 million divided by infinity, right? And I think that if you do the math, right, uh, it is actually, I tweeted this out before Naim Bukele, of course, I, I, I doubt Naim Bukele saw my tweet, but Bitcoiners are, you know, on the same wavelength. They're, they're, they're you know, CK said it best, right? It changes your operating system. Um, there are roughly, I think it's, you know, anywhere the numbers, right? 46 to 66 million millionaires around the world. And there's 21 million Bitcoin. You can estimate it that around, you know, four to three million of those Bitcoin are lost. So even if every single millionaire on planet Earth wanted to buy just one Bitcoin, they physically would not be able to do so. Right. Um, and I think that's incredibly bullish. And I really like that thread, man. And I think that sometimes, you know, when Bitcoiners, hey, have a low time preference, zoom out, stay humble, stack sats. You know, I think it I think there's a message to that. But I think a lot of people get. Overly ambitious. And because of that, they start to take risk with their precious sats, with their precious Bitcoin. And I think that if, you know, and you see these tweets, right? You see these tweets, uh, Neil Jacob is really good at posting these, right? You see screenshots of people talking in the, you know, Bitcoin talk forums, the famous ones of, man, dude, I sold my Bitcoin at like $12, like, like you know, I should have sold it at $100 and apply that logic to where we are today, right? And, you know, 10 years from now, no one knows what's going to happen, but wherever Bitcoin is going to be, right? Think about the conversation that you're going to be having, right? You'll be like, bro, remember when Bitcoin was at 23,000? Like, holy cow, now it's sitting, I'm not going to speculate, but let's throw some numbers out there for, uh, you know, for the, for, for the sake of this conversation. Wow, Bitcoin sitting at 500,000, Bitcoin sitting at 750,000, Bitcoin sitting at a million, right? Who knows, right? 
But do you think you're going to care whether you bought Bitcoin at 16,000 or whether you bought Bitcoin at 20,000 or you bought Bitcoin at 23,000? No, you're just going to care whether you bought Bitcoin in the first place, right? Which is why we advocate for on this show, stay humble, stack sats, dollar cost average, everything's going to be okay. And I think that's very hard for people to comprehend that last comment that I made, everything's going to be okay. And the reason for that is because we've been living in this nihilistic fiat mindset for a very, very long time now, right? And with Bitcoin, right, NVK has the beautiful handle. I've experienced, I've only experienced six years of this, Opti roughly around the same amount of time. And I think that uh, that optimistic mindset is exponential, right? And his handle, I, I keep repeating it because it's such a great description of the Bitcoin operating system, deterministic optimism. And I think that is what Bitcoin really is. I think when you have 21 million absolute scarcity and you stack that, right? Dude, you're owning something that is so precious, so scarce that I think human beings have a hard time understanding what the significance of that is. But just look at the results so far, right? From 2011, a dollar to 2023, $23,000, right? Enough said. So start off with a little bit of hopium, but uh, I think it was worthwhile. And I think there's some lessons there, right? Other than, you know, the price speculation, I think there's some, some, uh, some lessons there that we could all take from it. Opti, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> well, first, my first thought when you were reading all this and, uh, you know, you kind of got into the Pareto distribution in there, I just had the the meme and the idea and you kind of started this conversation with the, the Ayn Rand in the beginning of the episode. And it's like the world is morphed by a small number of individuals that take action. And I'd say that that's Bitcoiners today. And and. I uh, was also reminded, and you mentioned CK as well. I was also reminded of what CK said when he came on the show last year of like, you guys aren't bullish enough. Like, you know, if we are, you know, we're leaning into the hopium today, but like, I, I fundamentally kind of feel that same way lately. It's like Bitcoiners are still bears. Uh, you know, Rope was in the chat saying like, wow, Nico's a bear confirmed. It's like, you guys are not bullish enough. Like, I, I'm not going to tell people to not stack sats because I think fundamentally, like, the, the I will never stop stacking sats. Like, the game of Hungry Hippo for accumulating sats is a lifetime game as far as I'm concerned. But the idea is like, 21 million over everything. And the sats that we have today, when Bitcoin does what we know it will do, like, it. It's going to take over the world. Sorry, I was hearing. I think that's outside. Um, and and you just got to make it over the finish line with the sets that you do have because, like, it's the scarcest thing on planet Earth. And I really like that you mentioned the stay humble, uh, stack sats part because, like, I've been kind of uh, – I've been leaning into the idea of like the stay humble aspect just kind of means to me, like, don't get yourself over leveraged. Like, don't get yourself in risky positions where you're going to lose your sats. Like, be proud to be a Bitcoin or provide value. Like, you know, there's a time and a place to be humble, but also like be self-confident and know that where we're going, like we're leading the world to a new place. And that, that stat of like, um, what do you say? The average person in the future will be wealthier. Like, I think this is back to the idea that, that we were talking about with Marty Bent last night of like telling these stories and winning the PR world, the PR war, sorry, because like, the majority of people, you tell them facts and it goes over their heads, but you tell them a good story about like, yo, your future will be better when you're on the Bitcoin standard. 
I think this is the most powerful thing we have in our arsenal of, of t- like offering people a better view of the world that Bitcoin will provide them a better life. Fundamentally, people want to live a better life. And like you bring up NVK, deterministic optimism. I mean, I'm optimist fields for a reason because it literally gave me more optimism going into the future. And I really do believe like Bitcoin is ushering in optimist fields. Like we're going to be living a better life because of Bitcoin. It's just, you know, like things will change in the process and some things will break, but other things will get created that will provide us a a life that we can not even dream about right now. Like 21 million divided by everything. I really do think that Bitcoiners are, are too bearish out there. Like where we're going, sats are going to be worth a lot. 21 million divided by everything. And we will get more productive in the future as well because of technology. This is how it works. So, man, you know, I am jacked up on the hopium this morning. Let's go. Amen to that, brother. All right, everybody. So I want to bring up a super chat by Mike Denver. Shout out to you, brother. Says market cap, 100 trillion. Oof, ultra bullish. Air horns, Opti. That deserves air horns. All right, everybody. Let's get to news. Let's do this. The Daily News. Brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, everybody, let's talk about uh, the concept of the Overton window. Um, there's a lot of, you know, uh, plebs and Bitcoiners that watch this show and they'll say something like, Nico, you know, you're you're not bullish enough for Nico. You know, I, I dislike this certain... Uh, there, this certain uh, you know political uh, political method or or et cetera et cetera, and the concept of the Overton window is something that I think is really important to understand, and you guys can get a grasp of why we're big believers in it. So, so the Overton window, according to the wiki art, the Wikipedia article, is the range of policies politically acceptable to the mainstream population at any at a given time. It is also known as the window of discourse. Right here's this great, um, you know, image that says it. Right it says up and down is unthinkable, radical, acceptable, sensible, popular policy, popular, sensible, acceptable, acceptable, radical, and unthinkable. Right. So now that I said that. Right. Where do you think we Bitcoiners fall or the way that we perceive the world? Right. We perceive the world definitely to a lot of people is radical. The idea of self-custody is a radical idea. Right. So what we're trying to do, right, the concept is move that radicality, move it down to acceptability, move it down to sensible, inevitably move it down to popular, inevitable move it to to policy. But you have to go one step at a time, because if you continue with the radicalness, right, you will stay in the radicalness. The the Overton window moves slowly, but surely. And I think that's exactly what's happening and is why I wanted to talk about the um, the, you know, the update to the Bitcoin legal tender law in Arizona. 
right? So this was actually first talked about uh, January 28th, 2022. Um, this is when it first came out and it was introduced by a state senator called Wendy Rogers. Um, here's an update. Uh, shout out to our friends over at Bitcoin Magazine. And is an update uh, uh, from about a day ago. So it says, State Senator Wendy Rogers has introduced a set of bills aimed at making Bitcoin legal tender in Arizona, allowing state agencies to accept Bitcoin. The proposed legislation aims to recognize Bitcoin as a legal form of currency in Arizona, allowing it to be used to pay for debts, taxes, and other financial obligations. This would mean that all transactions that are currently done in U.S. dollars could potentially be done with Bitcoin, and individuals and businesses would have the option to use Bitcoin as they see fit. Specifically mentioned, mentioning Bitcoin alone, the legal tender bill defines Bitcoin as the decentralized peer-to-peer -peer digital currency in which a record of transactions is maintained on the Bitcoin blockchain and new units of currency are generated by the computational solution of mathematical problems that operates independently of a central bank. Keywords there. Remember the concept of the Overton window that I'm talking about, right? So you go from, remember five years ago, if I would have mentioned the concept of Bitcoin becoming legal tender in a country or a state, you on the Overton window, you would probably think of that as unthinkable, right? Um, Bitcoin became legal tender in El Salvador. That was a huge splash in 2021. And look at all the pushback that, that uh, El Salvador has received. Even though they paid back the the money that they owed with interest but think about all the legacy corporate media all the attacks right all the misrepresentations all the lies to put it bluntly um so what you guys have to like perceive is where are we in terms of the mainstream populate populace idea of bitcoin the idea of bitcoin self-custody and the idea of of uh you know legal tender which I, I you can go off and why i think legal tender laws are bullshit in the first place um so it's really important to pay attention to this and it's also very important to understand that this you have to move slowly you can't it just can't be erupt right i would say abrupt is a bad thing right and what this does in arizona even though i even though i think it has a very low probability of passing obviously is it moves the overton window but by the way, this goes both ways, right? This doesn't just go one way. But first, let me shout out to Beauty because I think he said something very important. Uh, and he's mentioning an article of the Constitution. It says, quote, no state shall coin money, emit bills of credit, or make anything but gold and silver coin a legal tender of payment of debts. And he goes on to say, obviously, no senator thinks the Constitution is something to be followed. To them, it's just a piece of paper. Right. So just wanted to mention that. Right. So but what is... But what did like what did this do? Like what did this do? It moved the Overton window. But remember, there's an opposing force, right? Which is the Elizabeth Warren bill that moved the Overton window to the other side. So it's like this constant struggle of you know going this and going that. But it's important that these types of discussions be mentioned because if these types of bills are being introduced today, what do you think is going to be? politically acceptable to the mainstream populace five, 10 years from now, right? So that's why it's important, or we believe it's important to be as inclusive as possible and open to different types of ideas. Because if not, you are sidelined. You become Alex Jones, right? You don't want to become Alex Jones 
because he's very hampered in his ability to reach the masses. And what is the point of this? We want Bitcoin mass adoption. That helps everybody. It's the most equal, equitable money the world has ever seen. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't help someone else more than someone else. It takes away the, the, you know, the ability for very powerful people to manipulate the money to benefit themselves, right? So this is very good. This is very good stuff for for in in that case. But the news itself of hey, you know, Wendy Rogers, one senator in Arizona, introducing a bill to make Bitcoin legal tender. The probability of passing that very very low. Same as the Elizabeth Warren bill, the probability of that passing is very, very low. But if you zoom out and you look at it from a wider angle and you understand the concept of the Overton window, then it starts to make sense what's happening here, right? So where are we specifically in the developed countries, right, that are have the most to lose, specifically the governments of those countries, not so much the people, right? Where are we? In, and that's a question that I have for you guys. I don't have the answer to that. So I'm going to pull it up the graph one more time. I'm going to ask Opti first, actually. And then I'll ask you guys, where do you think the Overton window is? Uh, specifically, you know, I, I, guys, I know this is an international show. I know you guys hear us from everywhere. So if you're international, where do you think your country is? Where do you think the concepts of Bitcoin, the ethos of Bitcoin is in your country? Um, and... Let me go through some of the, you know, some of the uh, of the of the description. So it's unthinkable, radical, acceptable, sensible, popular and policy. I would make the argument that in the states, right, it's very different between different states. Right. Um, you know, some states it, it's radical. Right. Some states, you know, Texas, uh, you know, Arizona might be one. It's acceptable. Florida, Miami. Right. Acceptable. Right. But I don't think it's more than that. I, I don't think it's at the sensible level yet. Um, but I do think it, it depends on the state. I think it's either some states it's radical or unthinkable. Uh, in Europe, you could definitely make the argument that it's radical for sure. Um, in, you know, in, 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 in some states, I would say it's acceptable or sensible. In El Salvador, it's where you want it to be. It's policy, right? So anyways, I wanted to bring up that concept of the Overton window because it kind of makes sense of things. And remember, it's always a pull and tug type of thing. As Bitcoiners, we want that to go closer and closer to the popular aspect where the mainstream consciousness is aware of the Bitcoin ethos, the Bitcoin ideas, and they understand the power and the benefits of taking self-custody of your wealth. And remember, this is why we emphasize and we cover occurrences like Max Kaiser going on Tucker Carlson, like Michael Saylor going on Tucker Carlson, like Michael Saylor going on on popular podcasts like Lex Friedman, Joe Rogan, what the fuck are you doing? Hello. Uh, this is why it's important, because when those individuals go on those mainstream po podcasts that are not within the Bitcoin eco chamber, guess what? You're going to start a, a lot of the mainstream people just to just watch and just listen to podcast. They're going to start to hear those ideas of Bitcoin, right? This is why it was just so important when Jordan Peterson did an episode on Bitcoin, right? And that ever so slowly, slowly but surely, moves the Overton window and moves the ideas, the ethos of Bitcoin ever slowly into the more acceptable phase, to the sensible phase, to the popular phase, and then eventually to the policy phase. And I know that last part is very unpopular to some Bitcoiners because some Bitcoiners are like, fuck the state, fuck the government, right? But dude, 
maybe at the end, you're right. Maybe at the end, you know, the theory from the sovereign individual is the right theory, right? Maybe it is the correct theory. Maybe this idea that information technology is going to diminish the nation state. Maybe, right? But I could tell you what, there's going to be a transition process first. And I'll tell you what, you definitely want, um, you know, and Marty said this yesterday, as much as you hate politics, right? How the current system works today Politics can and will affect your life. If you're in New York, for example, the bit license and the hostility of New York State towards Bitcoin mining, if you're a Bitcoiner in New York, that sucks. <laughs> that that does affect you, right? But the, the awesome part about Bitcoin is that it gives you the power to vote with your wallet and also your feet. So you just go to a friendly jurisdiction, right? Anyways, I know I went on a little bit of a like a little... Love it, love it exploratory rant opti but where do you think we are in the overton window, uh can man? you can you yeah pop it back up all right uh if i'm looking at it right now i honestly i'm not sure if we are at the bottom of the overton window or at the top yet so you know it it, it basically goes into the same direction but i think we're kind of somewhere between uh radical and acceptable i think you know for the last 14 years bitcoin has moved from the unthinkable to where you know i i just look around and and i know half the time when i'm telling my parents or my sister about you know what i believe as a bitcoiner they they literally roll their eyes and call me like a radical they're like yeah yeah but you're just a radical like the the normal person doesn't think like you and I think we are slowly but surely moving that Overton window. And this is what I try to talk about all the time is, is uh, you know, telling the stories. And as you say, you know, winning the hearts and minds of the masses. And it's slowly but surely showing people that not only is Bitcoin acceptable, but like it's sensible, it will become popular, and eventually we will have favorable laws to Bitcoin. Now, you know, on this whole Arizona uh, news, like the state and federal I, I, you know, I, I don't know exactly how all the political game works. That's more Nico's forte. But obviously, um, as we continuously cover on on this show, like we are in the race to avoid the war. And that just means that we do need a lot more people holding Bitcoin. And with that comes the understanding that the politicians work for us. And right now that that whole dynamics, that whole mm -hmm. power dynamics is completely upended. And people believe that, you know, we're we're basically the the human cattle for the politicians to do whatever they want because they have the money printer. So as we strip that power away from them because they no longer are able to fund all the crazy stuff they want to fund uh, with the fiat money printer because we're on a Bitcoin standard, that dynamic will change and it will become a lot more popular. So, uh, you know, just to answer the question, I think we're kind of somewhere between the radical and the acceptable because like it depends where you are. There's different pockets around the world that believe what we believe that Bitcoin is the way forward. And man, we had uh, we had Alu and Satoshi's Journal yesterday, and they were going so hard on this, and it got me just so hyped. And it's like people understand what we understand, and it's only a matter of time until the whole world understands that Bitcoin is the superior way to save money, to send money in the digital age. Bitcoin is digital money for an internet digital age. And so it's only a matter of time until this uh, idea fully catches on. I mean, you know, the internet was what? Created like 30, 50 years ago top. And now the whole world understands that the internet is like, this is where, where you want to be at. And so it's only a matter of time until everyone understands this. So, you know, I'm not sure exactly where, but all I know is that everything that we do here 
uh, on this show that we try to do here on this show that everyone does on Twitter. All the conversations you Bitcoiners have with with average people in your daily life is slowly but surely inching that Overton window. And of mm-hmm. course, as number goes up, Bitcoin does the heavy lifting for us. So it'll it'll you know it'll catch on a little more as people's greed starts to kick in and number goes up and people start fomoing and they will as uh, Svetsky said in the past you know you come for the money and you come to stay for you come to fix the money sorry and this is this is the process we said it in the beginning you know bitcoin you don't change bitcoin bitcoin changes you and bitcoin is rewiring all the fiat brains out there and it's turning us into productive human beings that aren't going to leech and steal from other human beings. We voluntarily have opted into a permissionless system, and now we are starting to see this ripple into society. So, Matt, bullish on the future and what Bitcoin will provide for all of us. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. All right, everybody, let's get to the culture. I'm excited. Let's do this. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. That's right, guys. Stack sats. Swan Bitcoin. Anyways, everybody, I wanna I wanna tell you about biggest best bitcoin conference in austin texas bitblock boom august 24th 25th 26th 27th it's not a shitcoin nft or blockchain event they talk about bitcoin bitcoin and only bitcoin you can use the promo code simply bitcoin to get a big discount opti and i will be there also check out unconfiscatable it's a Bitcoin conference and poker tournament in Las Vegas, Nevada. Check it out. Speaker list includes Tone Bays, Jimmy Song, Adam Back, Jack Mahlers, Greg Foss, Ben Gagnon, and many, many more. You definitely want to take advantage of the promo code SIMPLY10. Get a big discount too. Unconfiscatable. Opti and I will also be there. Anyways, Opti. What do you have for us today, brother? Let's go. All right. So uh, very fitting what we've been talking about today. And this is coming from our Substack. stack. Shouts out to all of the writers that are part of the team. This one is by our boy, Alex from Kaboom Racks, or it's Kaboom Racks Alex on Twitter. I absolutely love his perspective and his take. Kaboom. And uh, so for the audio listeners, for those not on YouTube, this article is titled Bitcoiners on Strike, Hyper Bitcoinized Today. So check out our Substack if you want to read the whole thing. I'm going to cover most of it, but uh, there is some there is some theme music to it that you can read. And and it's a short read, but it's a it's a powerful read. So anyways, the fiat monetary system is cancerous, which is why there is such a huge market for Bitcoin. Bitcoin allows individuals to leave a system which is built to serve looters who benefit from skimming every transaction and even debasing individual savings. Decisions which have huge consequences are made arbitrarily and are enforced through gun point starting off strong alex i i love his writing and i love his takes anyways the consequences of fiat decree are incredibly alarming as productivity and success are punished individuals who are successful are forced to serve the parasitic class in order to stay successful individuals can arbitrarily end livelihoods and do so gleefully with any recourse but bitcoin allows us to leave this system by using money that is difficult to compensate 
obfuscate as well as extremely expensive to censor. It is money completely detached from the control of the looters who seek to extort you at every turn. The question is not change the fiat system, but why stay it? Why should individuals continue to produce for a system and individuals that abuse them? Why not leave the system and allow it to collapse on its own weight? Politicians cannot produce value which is why they are politicians in the first place. My goal as an individual is not to watch the revolution happen as a bystander, but to be fully immersed in it. I do not want to wait around for my grocery store to begin accepting Bitcoin or my employer to pay me in Bitcoin. I am actively seeking for ways to earn Bitcoin as well as to reward individuals who are producing things of value and see themselves as more than slaves. The reality is not just that it is immoral for individuals to siphon off my productivity, but also that I owe more to myself. I love this energy. And uh, remember when I wrote and covered uh, Svetsky's The Return of the Remnant, he said something of the same same nature, that any human with self-dignity still would not use a money that continuously robs from them. And this is why us Bitcoiners love to save in Bitcoin is because we value our future self. But furthermore, we love to use our Bitcoin and send it to people that are providing value to us because we appreciate what we're doing. And as I say all the time, you know, the only vote that matters is with your money and your feet. And we live in, you know, allegedly a capitalist system, which means that the free market is the finer arbiter. So that means the products that you buy, you are voting for them every single day. And by sending people Bitcoin that you appreciate their work, you are incentivizing them to continue building the products you want, continue building the world you want to see. And so this is why Bitcoiners are going on strike everywhere. Bitcoiners everywhere are going on strike. They are refusing to allocate their resources to a system that is so corrupted and insidious. It is more than just not paying extortion fees. It is about not contributing to an overall economy that does not value your services. We have the ability to selectively choose who we transact with. Individuals who accept Bitcoin and hold Bitcoin not only value you as a customer, but value themselves in us to stop contributing to the problem. Waiting around for Bitcoin adoption is like waiting around for other people to stop being fat so you can lose weight. The reality is that fighting the fiat system is not only counterproductive, but also dangerous. Arbitrary edicts will continue to be passed down at your expense in the name of the greater good. The masses will continue to champion these policies as they benefit from your hard-earned labor. Productivity should be celebrated, not punished. Leaving the fiat system is not an act of defiance, but instead an expression of self-worth. The way to show someone that you value their service is to pay them, not steal from them. So stand by and water burn. And this is what the song was. And I could have played it for you guys, but never mind. Do this for yourself. Governments are insolvent. Fiat bros are insolvent. Everybody and everything is insolvent and it's falling apart. As Bitcoiners, we have no reason to be a part of it or bail them out. There is zero reason to contribute to the system and prolong its existence. Instead, we have an opportunity to leave, then begin rebuilding when the ashes settle. And this is what Bitcoiners are doing. You know, we we kind of hit you guys with the with the hopium in the beginning. We talked about the Overton window in the news segment. And this is what I think more Bitcoiners out there are starting to get in their brain as well. It's like, look, we have an opportunity to build the world we want to build. All you need to do is opt out of the madness, opt into Bitcoin, save in Bitcoin, and provide value to your fellow man. And not only by providing value to your fellow man can you change the future, being the change you want to actually see, but sending people 
Bitcoin, that you appreciate what they're doing, that you like their their products, you like what they are providing for you, their services, their value. It's incentivizing a world that is based on voluntary action, that is permissionless, that is, is based on choice and not based on coercion and force. And this is what Bitcoin is offering for us. So all Bitcoiners out there are going on strike. It, it uh, reminded me of the Atlas Shrug book where the productive class has opted out of the madness. Well, you know, Satoshi shrugged and the Bitcoiners have opted out of the madness, but are not just uh, relegating themselves to, to um, Gold's Gulch. We are building the products and the world and the parallel system that is going to offer the rest of humanity even more prosperity going into the future because no longer will our value and our productivity be siphoned off by the parasites, but we will uh, build a deflationary world based on technology that is far superior than any of the payment methods we've had in the past. And sorry, guys, my, my uh, I got an itch <laughs> in my throat. And this is why we Bitcoin. This is why we continue to take our value out of the fiat system and add it into a system that is based on equality, based on complete fairness and transparency. And again, anyone that is against Bitcoin, you're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom. We believe in humans acting uh, on their own free will on, you know, opting into a network that isn't designed to steal from them. And more people are waking up to this. And, and we are slowly but surely moving that Overton window so that more people understand that, hey, if your life is not where, it, where you want it to be, not only do you need to take personal responsibility, but understand that the system is designed to work against you. The system is designed to fleece from you. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in a world like that. I don't want to leave a world like that for my future progeny. And this is why I Bitcoin. This is why we get so, so animated. This is why, you know, yesterday Alu was going on the epic rants because more people are waking up to this very, very real economic truth. And it's only a matter of time until Bitcoin takes over the world. So I'm just happy to be oh. in the front lines and uh, go check out our Substack because they're dropping all kinds of stuff. I'll highlight stuff here and there, but I felt like this was a the good article to to cover today and it it fit perfectly with what you were talking about so you know synchronicities dude synchronicities i love that um yeah man absolutely opti i, I you covered it thoroughly my friend <laughs> i don't know what you want me to say let's oh. go let's go oh man um dude first of all guys check out our Substack. uh dropping hot fire all the time shout out to our awesome writers darth alex uh opti help me here darth zach, alex Wyatt, zach Kiss, wine Paul, kumo dropping uh, drop four time bitcoiner we got a new one we got a new one in the works oh, oh, I got oh, some oh, new so stuff. we got simply bitcoins got a macro writer <laughs> Oh man, it's we coming. had some it's... guests, some guest posts. So we'll uh, mm -hmm. we're continuing to get get that signal out there, guys. Yeah, and shout out to Alex for that awesome freaking article. Anyways, everybody, let's get to the meme review. The daily meme review. 
Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom. <laughs> Kaboom. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you already know this is your favorite portion of the show, the meme review, where we cover your memes from Twitter. So tag me in the memes at Simply Bitcoin TV or add them to our Telegram group. And I scroll down and I, and I try to get the best ones, the ones that I think be hitting the hardest. And as we tell you guys consistently, you know, tweets are the bullets, memes are the artillery. Continue to put truth in art continue to spread the message continue to ridicule the unproductive corporate press and uh we will ensure that we are moving the overton window and more people are understanding why we bitcoin why they should bitcoin and how bitcoin will help them live a better life this is the fundamental things that we are trying to do here as bitcoiners anyways this first meme. Shouts out to T Philosopher 47 on Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was listening and and he got this from the TTO I did with uh, Nick Campmine, building a legacy with Bitcoin. And he goes, Bitcoin will bring you honor like a samurai. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And we got uh, the Bitcoin logo here with a samurai warrior in the front. Honestly, this is the vibe right here. Like bring bring a Bring your ancestors' honor and your future progeny honor by stacking sats today. This next one by Brian Trolls uh, with the subtitle, Bitcoin isn't about you. Love it, love it. And uh, I look, I, I forget this guy's dude, but it's a Simpsons meme. You guys have all seen the Simpsons meme. I'm so bad with names. But anyway, it's the angry janitor at the uh, Bart school, Lisa Barton, Lisa school. And he's talking to the principal and he goes, brothers and sisters are natural enemies like shitcoiners and Bitcoiners or bankers and Bitcoiners or status and Bitcoiners or Bitcoiners and other Bitcoiners. Damn Bitcoiners, they've ruined Bitcoin. And we got uh, the principal goes, you Bitcoiners sure are contentious people. And he goes, you just made an enemy of for, or you made an enemy for life. Oh, my God. This is, if you know, this is what big that's literally this meme right here. This is Bitcoin Twitter in a nutshell, like 100% hit the nail on the head. All right, this next one, you know, uh, we've been we've been a little light on shitting on shitcoiners lately, but I saw this meme and I, I just thought it was perfect. And we got a Scooby-Doo meme here. And again, I don't remember anyone's name, but uh, we got the guy, the 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 Chad, the the jock one from from Scooby Doo, and he's uh, he's taking the mask off the ghost, and the ghost name is decentralized smart contract. And he goes, "Let's see who this really is," and takes off the mask, and it is a centralized corporation, and uh, what they're talking about. And he goes, "This is a tale as old as block time." Well, there's apparently a decentralized crypto exchange sues its exploiter and Jameson Lock goes, this headline was puzzling because software, to my knowledge, can't file lawsuits. Turns out the plaintiff is a corporation. Who would have thought, who would have saw this coming that your favorite shitcoin is actually a business corporation and not actually decentralized? Hmm. This is why we Bitcoin. Anyways, this next one, shouts out to Greg Zaj, a.k.a. at Greg Zaj Uno on Twitter, Greg Zaj one. Uh, and he goes, Bitcoiners and crypto bros when they make it to the moon. And uh, this is Lord of the Rings. And it's just a bunch of Bitcoiners hugging themselves. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no shit corner in sight. Love it. Love it. Subtle meme. I love it. Okay, this next one. Shouts out to Bitcoin Sapiens. Uh, I think this is a great visual, and it makes our point for us. And and literally, again, uh, it's like the perfect pin on what we've talked about on today's episode. So Sapiens goes, an approximation visual. You are early, all caps, to something incredible that can't be stopped. Hashtag Bitcoiners, or hashtag Bitcoin, sorry. And we got a, we got a circle here. And the circle is a representation of the 7.7 billion no coiners, the 7.7 billion pre coiners out there. And then we got a little small circle at the bottom, which is the 100 million Bitcoiners right now. So if you're bearish on Bitcoin, zoom out, understand where we are going. The, <laughs> the gulags. <laughs> That was perfect. Understand where we are going. Nico in the gulags. Let's go. Um, but yeah, man. I'm feeling good. This is a good one. So drop your meme review Speak score chat. <laughs> or meme review score in the chat, and we will cover it live. Uh, Nico's in the gulag. He's cold. He's hungry. Uh, so he's not having that good of a time. Anyways. I, I, I'm going to give it this Lucho Paletti. Oh, teaching. oh, look oh, at that. There you, go. there you go. Yeah, yeah. They, they've, they've let me keep some things here. <laughs> Is it like, uh, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I wasn't going to say a movie reference. If you know, you know. Okay, again, uh, I am, I am uh, for now, still using the stickers to this sticker pack that my sister sent me as a meme gift. And right now we got the Bitcoin logo with wings as it flies to salvation <laughs> guys before we read your 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 uh your meme your meme scores i'm gonna give a shout out to our awesome sponsor represent ltd.com i'm wearing it here in the gulag check it out this is uh represent opti's wearing the the classic represent hoodie i love that once Guys, the, the merch, the, this clothing is so comfortable. I, I, I can't emphasize that enough. They're also Drop Simply Bitcoin merch. Go check out the websites in the video description. But supplies are limited. The black B17 dropping truth bombs is sold, basically sold out. Unless Camo you're a hefty hoodie. boy. Hefty boys still have sizes. The, the XXLs are still available, but get it, get it while supplies last. And you can take advantage of the promo code simply-bitcoin. Get yourself a big discount. Anything on the store, anything on the representltd.com store. Anyways, let's get to these uh, these scores. Elaine says, I give the memes Nikola Tesla, ruined by fiat thieves, his grandnephew, Nico Jones, to carry on his genius. That was very, very kind of you. Let's very, go. very kind of you, Elaine. I like that score. The P-Man Van, I give the memes a Bitcoin exorcism for all monetary demons while sats rain down on plebs. Oof, I like that. Bars, I like that. bars. Rope, rating those memes, Nico's BK Mariachi Van Musica. <laughs> If you know, you know. If you know, uh, you know. I give uh, Bitcoin Kindergarten is probably going to be the behind the scenes of Simply. It, Testnet. It dawned, Testnet. Dawned, dawned on us last night. Frank Arn says, "I give the memes a re. My pet rock is real money." There, there's a nice. there's a gold bug in the chat. That's what everyone's talking about. Uh, TK says, "My meme score is Jim's pet rock and paper claims to pay to pet rocks." Oh, very nice. <laughs> Next one, Tucson Bitcoin. Shout out, Kaboom Max. Have you guys heard of Kaboom Max? Kaboom anyway, Max. my meme score is worthless ancient rock. 
<laughs> All right, hold on. Here we go. Oh, oh, Nylish Fields, you're late, bro. Score an alarm clock that works. <laughs> they missed you in the chat. Next one by Michael Ward. I give those memes 100 useless gold bars in 2025. <laughs> no, they they'll be they will be useful, but just for technology, it will lose its monetary premium. Oh, oh, look at Opti. Opti's rehearsed. All right, next one. What do we got, Opti? Uh, I think that's the last one. That's Wait, it. no, hold oh. on. One more. One more. The score. My memes are salty as salty breeze as Bitcoin Beach and tasty as coffee paid with wallet of Satoshi. Oof. And that's the buzzer. <laughs> Guys, check out um, our awesome blog, which Opti uh, mentioned, Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. You got to go to www.simplybitcoin.news. Also, join Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. It's a party in there. And shout out to Darth. He's hosting the Telegram version of Spaces every Sunday, so definitely don't want to miss that. Go to www.t.me slash SimplyBitcoinTV. Um, either 9 or 10 a.m. Oof. Darth, drop, <laughs> drop, it, drop it in the Telegram group. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, uh, software release or Plebsite? Uh, site. All right, let's do it. Plebsites. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that loses their Bitcoin seed due to fire damage, water damage, dog attacks. Back up your generational Bitcoin wealth on steel. And there's no better place to do it than the Cypher Grid by CypherSafe. And now check out their new Bitcoin art, the Bitcoin Rulux Triangle, only on CypherSafe.io. All right, guys. So today's website is sirulrich.com. That is sir with an E-R, S-E-R, Ulrich, U-L-R-I-C.com. It's our boy, Ulrich. Uh, it's his site. He's uh, putting together all his publications, all his podcasts. And uh, you, you go check it out, man. Go go listen to everything he's, he's putting out there. Again, um, it's all about us spreading the signal from our friends and other Bitcoiners that are doing cool stuff. So we got his his website out here where he compiled everything together so that uh, you can get the signal all in one place. I think we need more of these kind of sites out there, my friend, so you don't have to go everywhere and, and try to find the content everywhere. We could, you know, put them together. And this this uh, makes it a little more little more professional on, on our end as Bitcoiners. It's kind of a conversation that Nico and Marty had last night about the fact that all the Bitcoin content is getting a lot more professional out here. And uh, it makes us have a little more sense of legitimacy out here than just being crazy guys on the internet that talk about Bitcoin, even though that's what we are. But but hey, uh, we're trying to get the message in front of the masses and we got to package it in a, in a certain way to make it through the Overton window. So anyways, oh. if you like the if you like the show, go check us out on all the audio platforms. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple. We are on Anchor. I, I honestly, I think Anchor gets us to all the podcast apps out there, but. We are a part of the Fountain Valley for Value economy, so you can stream us sats. Tomorrow is Friday. I will do the the software sites to all the all the comments and the streams uh, <laughs> tomorrow on Friday. So continue to send us comments. Continue to stream us sats. We really appreciate it. And and to those that are clipping the content on Fountain, really really appreciate it. Again, we are just trying to get this this content in front of as many eyes as possible. Not just simply Bitcoin but all the Bitcoin-only content creators out there. Amen to that, brother. All right, everybody. 
Thank you for joining us for another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. Remember, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you feel like we provided you value, the number one thing you could do to help this video, help this channel, in fact, help the movement, help move the Overton window is share all Bitcoin content. The party continues all the way to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are that the, the Twitter Spaces party. Opti is going to be holding it down with our friends over at Swan Bitcoin. Best place to buy Bitcoin built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. And shout out to the best producer in the game. The one, the only producer, Jacob. Anyways, everybody, we love you all. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. Oh, by the way, Dr Rustin is dropping a clip. It's coming soon, baby. All right, everybody. See you all later.